just to get down I don't know if I can get them, but I got them right The developing stars, whoa Wrecked by the stars, though But they know just who they are The knowledge is deep, man Cause college is bleak, man Knees are the bees, man Deffy happy hour now I trust them with everything Every confidence giving me confidence Hipping this hopping, no really no stopping I'll make you a champion, y'all put a sock in it uh, But this is life, bro They're at it all night, though So you can just drive slow And get down with the Deffy crew Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you are listening, wherever you are listening. This is the Debbie Happy Hour. We are back for episode number 82, if you're counting, and we are counting. My name is Skip Newton, coming to you from Egan, Minnesota. Just a reminder, I'm also a Debbie team writer for SI.com, part of the NFL Draft Bible, and I write a weekly mailbag article. So if you want your questions on SI.com, Debbie questions, please send them to me on Twitter at SkipNewton31. But I cannot hold off any longer. I cannot wait. It's been a long time coming, ladies and gentlemen. From North Carolina, Matthew Jackson, how you doing, buddy? We're back. I know, I know you guys miss me, man. I listen, Skip. Yeah, by the way, you did a fantastic job on that solo podcast. I mean, really solid job holding it down. I appreciate you holding the team down um, while I was, you know, not sleeping and figuring out how to be a dad and having a baby. And that's just been, it's been such a joy. But man, I cannot stand it any longer. Um, I had to get back behind the mic. It has been far too long, and I am so beyond stoked to talk football with you tonight, man. Oh, it is so good to have you back. And of course, I've said this, you know, many times in our discussions, you know, off the podcast, but another congratulations, dad. It is awesome that you are a father and it's good to hear that things are going well, because that's a huge adjustment to the life, but could not be happier for you and your wife, man. Man, we're, we're, we're super excited. You know, I'm getting the baby used, you know, in the routine early. Uh, she was born on a Friday morning and Saturday morning. We were snuggled on out of the couch in the hospital watching football. So starting them young. I, I like it. And, and yeah, you're still committed and you know, you're laying there with your baby girl, but still committed to college football. That is awesome. As, as you predicted when you first told us that you were expecting that it was, the timing was going to be perfect, but we've got a podcast to get into before we do Remind people, because it's been a while, you've got a Patreon, you've got some other stuff going on, so where can they find you and your work? Yeah, so we got a lot of stuff going on, man. You guys can find me on um, on Twitter at DeviMet. Um, I do rankings, and I've got an article series that I'm actually posting. You know, I, I texted you today, Skip, and make sure I wasn't going to step on some toes. I know you got a good thing going with the Devi mailbag, so I didn't want to ruffle any feathers. I, I wanted you to still make sure you still had your thing, but I've got a Devi mailbag episode, or uh article series that I'm going to be doing on Dynasty Nerds. I uh, tweeted out, um, tweeted that out earlier about 
20 minutes before I hopped on this pod, so make sure you guys get those questions in. Um, you guys can find my Patreon at um, patreon.com forward slash Debbie Database. Just recently released a new podcast there. We're starting to get back into it. And as a bit of news, um, Skip, I don't even think I've told you this. Um, I am recently starting a new podcast with Adam Lewis um, on Twitter. Um, I don't, I'm sure you know Adam Lewis on Twitter, but we are starting a new podcast called the Campus Visit Podcast. It'll be part of the Devi Marketplace. So we're super excited about that. Awesome. I did hear that announcement on the last episode of Devi Marketplace. So that was a fun, a fun thing. And super excited for you guys because I know that's going to be great. And I love the Devi Marketplace. I love, I love listening to podcasts where they, they get me so into it that I, I find myself arguing out loud with some of their takes and points. Like that that's a good podcast. That's good entertainment, good content. So yeah, Shane and Shane and Kane are awesome. So definitely gotta gotta listen to that. We are gonna talk about quarterbacks today, because it's been a while, and of course we've had a few weeks of the season. The college season goes so fast, but I thought we should start things off with with each of our top ten, and we'll just kind of go through them two and a three at a time each to kind of mix things up. But the 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 thing that I've noticed about the college football season is there might not be a more volatile position this year when it comes to Debbie than quarterback. I mean, it's it's been insane. We've had guys that we expected to be great not look great. I mean, the top Debbie guys, some of them are falling, and it's been quite surprising. We've had other guys that we were hopeful for but didn't know that are stepping up. And I think just in general, the 2022 draft class is going to be very interesting because no one really knows exactly what's going to happen. But we'll get into some of that today, of course. But let's start it off, Matt. Talk about like your first two or three guys in your quarterback rankings. Who do you have up top? Yeah, so for me, this is where it gets really interesting because, you know, you you hit the nail on the head. Coming into the season, you know, we had a solid, what, we, we like four Four guys is just stud quarterback prospects, and you could slip in five or six depending on you know whose film you liked of just really great prospects. And now we're five weeks into the season, and for me, there's one quarterback left standing. Um, if there's if there's going to be a guy that I hedge my bet on to be a top, you know, a top guy, a guy that's going to be almost bulletproof, there's only one guy that you can really talk about, and that's Alabama's quarterback Bryce Young. Um, when you watch Bryce Young, uh, the craziest thing about him, I don't know if you've noticed this, but the rushing upside that we thought he was going to have isn't necessarily there. He's not getting a ton of rushing yards like they thought he was going to, but what he is doing is absolutely ripping apart defenses with his arm. I mean, this kid is patient. He's smart with the football. He's got the arm talent, can make all the throws. And what I really love about Bryce Young is his ability to elevate a team. Um, I mentioned this on my Patreon pod that I just posted on patreon.com slash Debbie database. So if you guys didn't catch that, um, I talked about Bryce Young and I mentioned that he elevates everybody around him. When you look at the team that he has, you know, he's not playing with your Jerry Judy's, um, with your Amari Coopers, um, with your Jalen Waters or Devontae Smith. I mean, there's no really high profile guy that, you know, I like to be a solid first round pick in the draft um, in the coming years on this team. I mean, yes, Jamison Williams has looked good. He's the deep threat. John Mechie has looked decent. I mean, he hasn't looked like the stud prospect that they've had on that team previously, but that team looks outstanding. And that wide receiver core honestly looks a whole lot better than they probably are 
due to the play of Bryce Young, and he's elevating the team around you. When you can do that, you're a stud quarterback. You're almost foolproof in my mind the way he's playing. Um, he's the favorite in Heisman voting, I think, right now. He's still – he's at, like, plus 500, I think, right now, last time I looked at it. I love Bryce Young. Um, another guy – I've got two guys in Tier 1. It's Bryce Young and then it's Sam Howell from UNC. Um, UNC does not look good. Their defense looks atrocious. They're not stopping the run. They're not stopping the pass. But Sam Howell is putting up points. Um, he, he's got a great deep ball. He's showing off some athleticism. I mean, he's got several hundred-yard rushing games. Um, he's an athletic quarterback that can throw the ball. He can hit the throws. Um, those are the two top guys in my mind. After that, it gets a little messy. Um, so it, it's kind of crazy the state of college football that we're in right now. Yeah, I I like the guys that you mentioned. I you know I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about my guys too in my tier one. I have both of those guys in there. And I'm gonna add a third at the end of this. But you know I've got Sam Howell number one only because you know we're we're, we're assuming he's coming out you know next year after his junior year, so he'll be 2022 draft pick. And he was he was so good his freshman and sophomore seasons. And last year had you know four guys, two running backs, two wide receivers all get drafted. And I think the big question was. Is he going to be able to continue to do it this season with a bunch of no-name guys? You know, and that that's legit. It's like, okay, he, he had a lot of talent around him. Can he still make it happen? And that was kind of the last, I think, hurdle that, that some people needed to see. And for me, he's absolutely proven that, nope, he's still, he's still the same Sam Howell as far as the arm talent and making plays. I mean, Josh Downs looks awesome as a wide receiver, so he's already making that connection. But now he's running the football, too. And I don't know where that came from. But all of a sudden, he, he looks much more mobile. So he's added that to his game. I just think he's a very safe play as far as he's going to be a first-round pick. So if I can get a first-round pick you know, out of my Debbie quarterback, I'm going to be really happy about that. Because first-round picks in Dynasty Leagues at the quarterback position, you know, if you're in a super flex league, they hold their value for so long. They're, you know, Outside of Jordan Love in Green Bay, they're going to get a shot to start if not sometime in year one, in year two, it's just inevitable. And so I, I love the the value you get. So I, I really like Sam Howell. And hitting on that point too, I mean, even Jordan Love, I'm, I'm still rostering Jordan Love. I mean, I, I would love to get all the shares of Jordan Love right now. I mean, he's shown out in the preseason and assu- assuming he finally takes over at some point when Aaron Rodgers goes by, I mean, he's still holding value. And I think that's the point that you're trying to make with these quarterbacks. I mean, they're going to hold value longer than any other position that you're going to draft. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and if they're if they're playing, they have value. I mean, you know, Davis Mills from Houston, he's playing. Now he has value, and he, you know, he's a third round pick. You mentioned Bryce Young. I'm not surprised you have him number one. I can't even really argue against it. My my only thing with him is it's still early, and things can change. He's got an extra year to go, so Lord knows what would happen between now and then. But he's got everything else working for him, right? I mean, he's he's a five star recruit. He's at a top program. He's going to get well coached, surrounded by talent. You know, you mentioned that it's a surprise that he's not, you know, getting the rushing yards. But I think if you watch him play, you can see that he has the ability. He's just not doing it. And that that's fine, right? I mean, I'd rather him develop himself as a as a pocket passer and a guy that can move in the pocket and create time and space and make plays with his arm and then naturally get into oh, I'm going to run for, you know, 30 yards here, 40 yards there. I'm going to scamper in for a touchdown, and all of a sudden I'm getting you extra points on your fantasy roster. So I also really like Bryce Young. I mean, we hadn't seen him play really at all until until this year, but he's proven that he's he's definitely, you know, worthy of that five-star, you know, ranking. I've got him number three. 
Number two, I, I, I'm throwing in another 2022 guy, Matt Corral, Ole Miss. I just, I love the arm talent, you know, and I think, I think he might have the it factor and just that ability to just make plays and he's got a little bit of the gunslinger in him. You know, he's, he's not afraid to take chances and he'll have the occasional game where it blows up in his face, but it's not, you know, several games. It's, you know, every once in a while it happens, but then he goes right back to just, you know, scary numbers. He, he, he throws the ball, he runs the ball. So, and, and, and if I had to put money again on the 2022 draft, Matt Corral's, in my opinion, is a first-round pick, and he could be the first quarterback taken. I, I, I could see that happening, and if I, I can get the first quarterback taken, I love it. I think he's a lock for a top ten pick. I mean, some team is going to love him. I mean, I, I love his film. I mean, he, I wanted him to do one thing for me this season. I mean, I liked him last year, um, but he, since he was had that gunslinger mentality, he did have an occasion to make bad decisions throw the ball into double coverage, just just kind of force force the ball downfield where it didn't need to be. Um, he's cleaned that up a little bit this year. Um, he's not getting punished as much for it this year. Teams aren't capitalizing on the interceptions. But, man, this kid has got the arm talent. He's got the moxie. I mean, I, I think he could be, you know, in the right system, kind of like that, that Baker Mayfield-type quarterback, um, only he's going to throw the ball a little better than Baker does. So, and he's going to provide a rushing upside too that Baker doesn't provide. So, I mean, I like him. I think he's, I mean, my, my Heisman voting this year is between three guys. And the last one we're going to talk about here a little, a little later, but it, I'm, I'm not going to argue if you want any three of these guys first off the board. I mean, you can make an argument for all three of these guys as the best quarterback in the draft. And I, you don't really have much room to stand on for me to sit here and argue with you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if you, if you're in a Devi league that's been around for a couple of years, odds are, you know, you or or a C to C league, odds are you took Matt Corral. You know, he wasn't an early pick. I mean, people weren't grabbing him early. He was not in that top tier. You know, you talked about the top, you know, four or five guys for quarterback. He was never mentioned. Except for the, you know, the you'll get the the rare analysts out there that really liked him more than others. But most people weren't saying his name. So you got him later. And, and the value you're going to get on that is is absolutely huge. So one of my that's... one of my Debbie leagues this year, uh, like fifty to sixty guys are rostered in this Debbie league. Matt Corral is not on a roster, and I'm looking at staring down the barrel of the first round pick. So nice, the, the first overall pick. So I am happy to add Matt Corral to my roster. It's going to suck that I'm going to give up Quinn Ewers to do it, but you know you, you're 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 big on the whole get the guys that are coming out earlier. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the trigger on Matt Corral there. That's a nice choice to have, by the way. All right, let's let's go into the tier two guys. So, Matt, who are your your guys in that next tier of Devi quarterbacks? See, I've got two guys in my tier two. One of them we already hit on, Matt Corral. Um, he's closer to tier one, mind you, than he is tier three. So, I like Matt Corral. We've already talked about it. He's he he's everything that you want in a quarterback. He's going to put up the numbers. He's going to possibly push for a Heisman. I love him. Other guys, Malik Willis. Um, we talk about it all the time. We like those Konami code quarterbacks and Malik Willis is 100% that guy. Um, he's going to rush for a ton of yards. He's going to push for a thousand yards, you know, first year starting in the NFL. What I really like about Malik Willis this year is his ability to throw the ball. Um, he was not a polished passer last year and I, I was not crazy about his ability to be a quarterback first this year. He's improved upon that a whole lot. He's passing the ball really well. He's rushing the ball. Well, he's putting up video game-esque numbers. So, I mean, those are my two guys in Tier 2. Um, we talked about it pre-show. After this, I mean, these are the top four guys in my mind. 
Um, after this, it gets a little dicey. Uh, but these these top four guys are definitely ones to keep an eye on. And if you're going to get any, any one of these four guys, you're going to be happy. Yeah, I like that. And I think... I think you're absolutely right with Malik Willis. It, you know, I've got him in my second tier as well. And, you know, for talking, you know, the likelihood of a first round draft pick in the NFL, I think the smart money would be on him. I mean, I, I could see him slipping to round two, like, like, you know, sometimes guys do, but you know, the, the better he looks and he keeps looking so good and yeah, he plays for Liberty, but still he, he's improving across the board. I mean, you mentioned the passing and, you know, he's he's completing a higher percentage. He's at almost 68% this year, up from 64 last year. He already has, you know, 1,327 yards. Last year, he only had 2,250 in 10 games. So that's that's on pace for you know, a little bit more. His yards per average, 9.7, up from 8.5. And, and then the touchdowns, interception, 13 to 3. And the rushing yards are still there. He's still awesome with his legs. Here's the thing about Malik Willis. You look at Lamar Jackson and... I'm not going to compare these guys just because they're both running quarterbacks. But you you look at their profiles, and they both profile really similarly. And Lamar Jackson went, albeit 32nd overall, he still did go in the first round. And can you sit here and tell me that Malik Willis isn't a better prospect than Lamar Jackson was coming out? I, th- I think he's a better prospect than Lamar Jackson was, honestly. And and I think, you know, I'm not sure he, he could be, but the thing with that is, is – Lamar Jackson's kind of paved the way and you know, it felt like it just, the NFL took so long to catch up to the, to those kinds of quarterbacks, the ones that are, you know, just as good with their legs, if not better. And in Baltimore using Lamar Jackson, the way they are, I said, you know, hold on, we can win with this guy and they're proving it. And I think, I think that might open the eyes of some of the more creative head coaches and offensive coordinators out there to be like, you know what? We can, we can, we can make something work. We don't have to run the traditional NFL offense. We can, you know, taper our our strategy to meet this guy's skill set, which is, you know, very rare to to I mean, bring that to the NFL. Trey Lance just last year went top five overall because of his athletic upside. Um, it wasn't because he could throw the ball super well. He went because he was an athletic quarterback that could run, provide rushing upside, and he fit perfectly into the San Francisco system. So, I mean, you can't tell me that Malik Willis isn't going to be a first-round pick because, like you said, Lamar Jackson's paid the way, and GMs are now comfortable running that spread offense, the offense that gets the quarterback outside of the pocket and opens up passing lanes. I mean, that that's what we're seeing in the NFL nowadays, and it's working. So, I mean, Malik Willis is all all but a first-round pick in my mind. Yep, I, I think you're right. I think you've talked me into that one for sure. I've got a, a few other guys here at Tier 2. Carson Strong from Nevada. I, I think he is a good bet to be a first-round pick as well, which is why he makes my Tier 2. The, the guy just continues to to get the job done. I know it's Nevada, so that you have to factor that in. But you can't ignore just how good he's been. And so I have to put him here. Again, when he's getting you know that conversation of he's going to be you know a, a round one pick, that's that's awesome. And and I want that on my my dynasty team again, especially if he's you know if it, if it's a super flex league. You know, seventy percent of his passes. You know, he's got sixteen hundred yards, fourteen to three. You know, touchdowns to interceptions. You know, obviously he's he's not going to get you anything with his legs. He he's the exact opposite of Willis in that regard. But still, he's got the arm. So I've got Carson Strong from Nevada in my tier two. 
The next two guys might be a little more controversial. Uh, one is is one of the two biggest fallers in the Devi quarterback rankings, and that's Spencer Rattler from Oklahoma. Of course, for those of you watching this last weekend, he gets benched against Texas, and Caleb Williams takes over, and Caleb Williams might not be giving up that job ever again because he looked really good. And Rattler, this is as you predicted, so get on the tennis shoes, the track shoes, my friend, and begin your laps. You predicted that this could happen because it happened last year. Rattler benched, and last year he got the job back, but I don't know if he's going to get the job back this year. That said, he still has talent. I am concerned. I've dropped him down. He used to be my QB1. Now he's down to five, and he could keep falling. But I think you know, I think guys can, can recover, and he, he still has the, the ability, so I don't want to just jump ship on him. But you know, you're, you're holding him for now, but I, I think he still has the opportunity to, to be a, a first-round draft pick. Now we're just not sure if it's going to be 2022 or if he's going to maybe transfer. We don't know what's going on with, with Spencer Rattler, but I still like him as a Tier 2 guy. Here's the thing about Spencer Rattler, and yes, I can put on the shoes. I can take the victory lap. Uh, yeah, I called it over the offseason. I said that he would be benched and Caleb Williams would end up starting. Um, I'm aware that I can take that victory lap. Here's the problem with that. <laughs> is That is not a victory lap that I'm excited to take in one in, in any stretch of the imagination. I mean, I had, as you know, so many shares of Spencer Rattler. It wasn't even funny. I mean, I had this kid everywhere. I didn't listen to my own advice. So I guess, huh, joke's on me. I made the mistake. I didn't listen to my own advice. So, I mean, you look at Spencer Rattler, the arm talent is still there. I mean, this kid is probably has the biggest arm talent out of everybody that we're talking about. The problem with Spencer Rattler is his decision-making. This kid is not making good decisions with the football. I mean, he's a lock to throw at least one interception every single game. I mean, he's not taking care of the football. He's I mean, just making very, very bad decisions, and he looks like he's getting into his own head a little bit. I mean, he was benched last year because he was getting in his own head, and when he came back into the game, he was a different quarterback. The problem with that is he's getting benched now. I don't think he's getting the job back because, as you mentioned, Caleb Williams, who, mind you, I mean, Carson Strong is five. I've got Caleb Williams six above Spencer Rattler at seven. Caleb Williams took that offense to the level that they should have been this entire season. He provided the rushing upside. And, you know, you texted me when he broke off that, what, 60, 70-yard touchdown run. I went back and watched it. I mean, he provides a rushing upside that Spencer Rattler doesn't. He was mobile outside the pocket. He was throwing off balance. I mean, not just throwing the ball off balance, but just, I mean, throwing absolute lasers to the back of the end zone. I mean, this kid looked all, every part of the number one pick five-star recruit that we said he was going to be. And, I mean, I'm kicking myself for having so many shares of Spencer Rattler. I've got him down at seven because, quite frankly, yes, he could be a first-round pick. The way he's playing right now, he is not playing like a first-round quarterback. So, the, I mean, I've, I've got to rank these guys based on how they're playing today, not what I think they can do in the future. And right now, Spencer Rattler is lucky he's in my top ten because this kid is not playing well. He, he's listening to the noise. He's getting in his head. He's not taking care of the football. He's not throwing the ball to the best of his ability. I mean, I don't know what's wrong with him, um, but you've got to, in my mind, you have to rank Caleb Williams above him because, as you said, Rattler might not get his job back, and I'm not sure. I know he's probably not going to the NFL next year, and I'm not sure he's on Oklahoma's team next year. I mean, does he transfer? You joked around. You said Minnesota um, while we were texting <laughs> and joking around. but I we, mean, We take him. I mean, he's got to go somewhere because he is 
the way Caleb Williams is playing, he's not getting his job back. This could be a Keaton Slovis, um, what's his name? I'm forgetting, JT Daniels type situation, minus the injury. I mean, I don't think Spencer Rattler gets his job back. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what's going to happen there. Um, I, I can't move Caleb Williams up farther until I see him play more games, but there couldn't have possibly been a better debut than what he had. I mean, to come into a game, I don't remember the exact score, but at one point they were down three touchdowns, and he and he rallies them and brings them back. I mean, he and he looked outstanding. He I mean he literally looked as good as you could have possibly hoped for, Let's and that's it. a hell of a start. Let's call it what it is. It was the Tua Tagovailoa effect. He comes in, lights up a team, and is going to be the starting quarterback for the rest of the season. Yeah, and if, and if he does that, you know, if, if he if he continue if he plays the rest of the season, he plays like he did on Saturday, then not only is he going to jump a tier for me, he might jump two tiers. I mean, he could go all the way up into tier one if he continues to look that good. So I I do have him at number nine in my tier three, but I'm going to finish out my tier two. And I'm going against my usual rule here with this guy because normally, in order to be in the top two tiers, you have to have played at least a game in college football because it can't all be about the the ratings and, and how high the prospect is. That said, Quinn Ewers, true freshman, Ohio State, skipped his senior year of high school, is as talented a prospect as we have seen in a long time and you watch the film, you're like, this guy is incredible. And I just, I struggled with this today when I was putting this together. I was like, you know what? I, I got to leave him in, in tier two because I think he's that good. I I don't know when we're going to see him because Ohio State has just an embarrassment of riches at the quarterback position. But, you know, that's their problem, as I use air quotes. Really unfortunate for them. But I've got Quinn Ewers at number seven to wrap up my tier two. And I know... You know, I'm just gonna gonna put you on the spot. You don't have him in your top ten. Tell us a little bit about that. When you look at Quinn Ewers, he's he's got all of the talent to be a top ten quarterback. Um, I'm going against the grain here. The only reason he's not in my top ten is I'm playing a little bit of Skip Newton, and he I I mean as good a prospect as he is, and as much as I love watching this kid play, he's still not taking a college football snap yet, and for me, I mean, there's too many guys in this top 10 that I've at least seen be good in, at college to rank them outside of the top 10. I mean, I wanted to put him at 10, but for me, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and sneak peek it. But for me, putting DJU outside of the top 10 just felt a little dirty. So I didn't want to do that or else he would have been inside my top 10. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that he's not a top 10 quarterback. I mean, he is right outside my top 10 rankings. Um, and the only reason is because I haven't seen him take a snap yet. Once he takes yep. a snap and shows what I know he can do, he's going to be a top 10 quarterback. Yeah, and for, for leagues out there that that had your draft before he made the jump or didn't, but still decided to include him in that in the 2022 class, I mean, he is by far and away the number one pick, and it's not even close. No, That's not a question. You can't. Yeah, everybody's everybody who has the number one pick in, in Debbie – Next year or in C to C leagues, if he's not already taken, then he's going to be the guy. So and that's my problem. <laughs> if I if if Matt Corral wasn't sitting on the board, Quinn Ewers would be on my Debbie roster in that league. <laughs> yep, yeah, that's that's a hard one to to pass on. Although you'd only have to wait two years because he came out early. Anyway, uh, let's get into your tier three. We may have talked about at least one of these guys already, but who do you have 
tier three. Yeah, so rounding out my last bit of tier three, I've got C.J. Stroud from Ohio State coming in at number eight. Um, this is the case of Jekyll and Hyde a little bit. I mean, you looked at him the first few games um, versus what he's doing now, and he's, he's you know, it's two completely different quarterbacks. Um, C.J. Stroud, Skip, is a fine example of why you don't box scout quarterbacks. Because if you were to box scout C.J. Stroud, you would look at his stats and go, oh, man, this kid is putting up the numbers. He's going to be a Heisman candidate. I mean, why would you rank him outside of the top five? But when you watch him play, I mean, sit down and watch an Ohio State game. He's, yeah, yes, he's putting up the stats, but, I mean, he's missing way too many throws for me. I mean, just overthrowing guys, not putting the right touch on the football, um, not leading his receivers. I mean, just not doing the things that I, that a top five quarterback does. Um, so for that reason, I've got him outside my top five. Now, the last two games, he's put it together. He's looked much more accurate. He's been hitting his throws. So he's still a top 10 guy for me. And honestly, you know, I, I said it over the offseason that he's going to push for, he's a dark horse to push for a Heisman. I think by the time it's all said and done, he's going to be a Heisman finalist. Um, I don't think he's going to win the Heisman by any means. That's going to be either Matt Corral or um, Bryce Young. But he's going to, he's going to be, you know, there at the ceremony. Um, I like C.J. Stroud. Um, it's unfortunate because I know Matt Bruning's guy, Kyle McCord, isn't going to end up playing this year. And I know everybody kind of wanted to see that after what he did. Um, when he did start, get his first full game starting, he looked good. So, as you said, it's embarrassment of riches. Um, C.J. Stroud is looking great now. Um, he's put it together the last few weeks. Um, here's the problem, though. You know, you talked about Queen Ewers, and I just kind of want to get your thoughts on this. I'm just kind of thinking out loud here on the podcast. I'm kind of ad-libbing a little bit. But with as good as C.J. Stroud has looked, I mean, you can't bench him next year, right? So what does Quinn Ewers, do you tell me that Quinn Ewers sits another year? He can't, right? I mean, yeah. neither him nor McCord can sit another year. But you, can, I, but you can't bench, you can't bench C.J. Stroud the way he's playing. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. I, I, you know, we all saw this coming, right? I mean, we we all knew. Like you have, you have three guys, and it, and at first it was it was three guys in consecutive years. So you know, my logic was okay. They got C.J. Stroud. He he's the you know he's the oldest of the three. It's his second year. He sat his freshman year, and then you got Kyle McCord, the incoming freshman. He's going to sit a year as the backup, and then we'll see what happens after that. Well, then they get Quinn Ewers was coming in the next year and like, okay, something's going to have to give. And it, it made sense in my mind that, okay, McCord's going to transfer. Ewers will sit his freshman season and then CJ Stroud will be done and, and Ewers will take over. But then Quinn Ewers skips his senior year, comes in the same time as Kyle McCord. And now what was already, you know, a mess is just a total cluster. I, I, I don't know. I, I just, with, with Quinn I, I got to believe this- these with guys want to play. Being as good, with, with him being as good as a prospect as he is, he's not going to sit two years in a row. I mean, yeah. that, you, you, you don't do that. And McCord so, is, is he's a great prospect too. I mean, it's like, yeah, they have to do something. So I don't know. It's 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 a weird recruiting strategy, to be honest. I, I would have thought they would have tried to stagger that position a little for, bit for, when you for get me, such you top For me, you asked me, you know, why, why is Quinn Ewers outside my top 10? I mean, that's every bit of reason as anything else. I mean, I just don't know when he's going to play. I mean, you, I mean, you can't, you can't bench CJ Stroud now. I mean, that's the bottom line. We're not going to beat a dead horse. Um, outside of that, the last wrapping up my tier three guys got a little bit of surprise here. Um, at number nine, I've got coming in from Pitt, uh, Kenny Pickett. 
Um, I know we kind of joked around. You know, we had that mock draft that we were reviewing, and Kenny Pickett was a first-round quarterback. And we kind of sat there. We were like, there's no way this kid's going to be a first-round quarterback. I mean, it's just not going to happen. What I have seen from Kenny Pickett this year, I mean, you're looking at his stats. 1,731 yards. He threw 19 touchdowns skipped to just one interception. I mean, he's passing for over a 60% completion percentage. Him and Jordan Addison are absolutely lighting the college football scene up. I mean, this kid is ripping apart defenses left and right. And yes, he hasn't played anybody spectacular, but I mean, he's got 285 yards against Tennessee, 389 versus Georgia Tech. So, I mean, he's got some some at least good opponents that, he, that he's played and he's looked good. Um, he's not a dynamic quarterback by any stretch of the imagination, but I mean, he's just a solid guy and he's moved up my rankings a whole lot this year, just based on what, what I've seen. I mean, I, I went from joking around to this guy's not going to be a first round pick to, I mean, it's, it's possible that he could possibly slip into the background back into the first round and I wouldn't be shocked to see it. Yeah. If somebody would have told you a year ago, Hey, Kenny Pickett's going to go in the NFL draft before Spencer Rattler, you would have laughed them out of whatever room you were in or whatever device they were on. And now that absolutely could happen. I mean, talk about two guys that potentially couldn't have changed their draft stock anymore, but you know, heading, you know, heading in opposite directions. It's been, it's been amazing. And I I love to see it because yeah, he's, I mean, he is lighting it up the, the 19 to, to one. I think I saw the, the touchdown to interception ratio. I mean, that's absurd. He's he looks great, so I love I love the Kenny Pickett um, add to the top ten because then we, we talk about a guy that a lot of people just don't seem to be talking about. So that is fantastic. And then your last guy in the top ten, you mentioned him already, but we of course need to talk about him more. Who do you got? Yeah, I got DJU coming in at the last at number ten, and quite frankly, Skip, he's lucky that I've got him in the top ten because the way DJU is playing, I mean, he you talk about Jekyll and Hyde. I mean, he went from backing up Trevor Lawrence, you know, just lighting up Notre Dame in that overtime shootout. I mean, he looked poised. He looked in control and command of the offense. He trusted his arm. He trusted his players. And he was lighting it up. I mean, putting up the stats. I mean, looked like every bit of the number one quarterback in his class. I mean, he he was this touted five-star prospect. And, I mean, he just, he looked poised. Nothing rattled him. And then you look at him this year, I mean, you want to talk about a team that's gone from riches to rags. I mean, Clemson, they, they've they got all the players on the roster, you know, that you would think they would be a top team. But, I mean, they are just getting smacked, I mean, week in and week out, it feels like. And, yes, they don't have the losses, but, I mean, they lost to NC State. They almost took a nasty loss to, uh, man, who was it? Um, can't even remember. Oh, I don't remember. I know what you're talking about. I don't remember it either. Anyway, I'd have to look it up and yeah, you're relying on my memory is not a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they, they, they've almost taken two nasty losses. Um, DJU looks scared. I mean, he does not look like he wants to be out there. He looks scared that he's the first round court, that, that he's the number one QB. He's the QB one. I mean that it goes to show you two things. It shows you one, how good of a prospect Trevor Lawrence really was. And two, what that offense looks like, um, you know what? Once once DJU is the QB one. I mean, he doesn't look like he wants to be there. He looks scared. I mean, they they've had riches, you know, going from Deshaun Watson to Trevor Lawrence, and now they're in a bit of a lull. I mean, I don't. If he keeps playing the way he is, he's not going to be a top ten quarterback much longer. Boston College skip was the team they almost lost to, nineteen to thirteen. They almost dropped one to Boston College without 
Viljakovic. Yeah. So that's that's something to, to note. Um, yeah, DJ Uyunglele, tough season, and it's been it's been one of those things where I mean, you talk about a guy that might need to get benched for just a game or two, just to just to settle him down and just relax and say, dude, just stand there, watch a game, chill. You know, you, you, he has the talent. We we've seen it. We know it. But he just needs to to kind of relax and and yeah the 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 numbers are just just awful. I mean, only three touchdowns on the season. He's also with three three interceptions. He's not throwing for a lot of yards. It's it's really it's really bizarre. You know, I I have him still at number eight in my tier three, but you know he is dropping so fast. And you know it, it, the the problem is it's not. You know, like okay, he's had a couple bad games, and he had a good game, and then a couple bad games. It's literally been he hasn't had one big game yet this season, and that's just too much of a trend to to ignore. And it's, I don't know, I don't, I can't even explain it. So, yeah, can he's I, falling. Can I, can I just say something? Did you ever look to see? I, I don't know what made me think of this. Do you remember who his two four seven comp was whenever he came out? Yes, Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> That's not good. Not, not, not great, good. Bob. He's look, he's looking more like Jamarcus <laughs> Russell every single day, man. It's horrible. Okay. Let's hope that that doesn't last cuz I I'm rooting for the kid. Um I love his arm. It's he's such a got such a cannon. It just I feel like if he can just put things together, um you know, we we talked about, you know, Spencer Rattler, you know, maybe a bit of a head case, right? I mean, he's got he's got some issues upstairs, you know, not just making bad decisions, but I don't know if he has the it factor. I, I think he could be the exact opposite. You know, and that's what scares me the most about Rattler is that, man, this, I don't know if he's the guy to lead a team. I think DJ Oyungalele can be that guy. I mean, he, I haven't heard about any problems. I think he's a, he's a great guy. He just, you know, something's, something's going on with, with him and, and he just needs well, to, it's, to it's chill. Two di- it's two different cases. I mean, you look at Spencer Rattler and he's playing more like Johnny Manziel and he's playing like, um, Patrick Mahomes, right? I mean, very similar play styles, but I mean, this just, he's a head case. I mean, he, you don't know what's going on upstairs. He's not a leader, which is the biggest thing. I mean, he's not leading his team and NFL GMs aren't going to want that. You look at DJU and I mean, he's just a really solid kid. So, I mean, you hate to see that for DJU. I mean, born, born leader teams want to follow him. He's just, he's in his own head and he can't get out of it. And I hate to see that for the kid. I do wish him the best. I hope he pulls it together because he's got all the talent in the world to be a top pick. It, he's he's got to get out of his own head. Yep, and he has time. I mean, it's still just the middle of his second season, so there's no no need to panic. If you've got him on your, your Debbie roster, just just hold him. You'll, you'll be good. So, And if not, this happens, right? I mean, Devi picks don't all pan out, and even, even the top guys don't all pan out. So... I think we've we've hit on Uwe Ungalele enough. Let's go on. Uh, we mentioned him already, but my my number nine guy is Caleb Williams. Came in for Oklahoma. He's going to move up quickly if he keeps the job and keeps playing the way he is. We already talked about that, so I don't need to get into that. And then my tenth guy also talked about him. Ohio State's C.J. Stroud. The the numbers are just are just too awesome to ignore. Um, but like you said, if you watch him play, there are some definite throws where you just go, "Ooh, that's." That needed to be better there, sir. Um, so I, I have a concern there. And then I think the the concern with Stroud is also what we talked about. You've got two guys just 
waiting, waiting to get in and play that are all, you know, both are, are highly recruited. And so, so he's got to feel that pressure too. I mean, it's not just the pressure of playing for Ohio state and, you know, always competing for a national championship, but it's the pressure of, if I don't play my best, I'm going to get benched because these guys are really good. So, you know, competitive, competitiveness is a good thing. You want to put, you want to push, you know, the, these guys to, to do well and, and give their very best. And they're always working hard, but you know, it, it's, it's an added pressure thing that we'll see how he, how he handles that. That is it for the top 10 for us. So just really quick before we get into kind of the recap, Matt, what do you, what do you got over there? I'm going to kind of, I'm going to put you on the spot here, Skip. I'm going to try, since it's our first episode back, I want to make sure the listeners get their, get their value, you know, since they've missed me for as many weeks as they had. Give me one guy that is outside of your top 10 right now that could sneak their way into their top 10 in the, in the next coming weeks or possibly even next season. Well, next season, and, and, and I think this is the only way it's going to happen, would be USC true freshman Jackson Dart. He was the one guy that I thought about. I almost, and, I almost put him in there. That's why I asked you. That's why I asked. Oh, because he, <laughs> he came in for Keaton Slovis and looked really, really good. I mean, I think he had like 391 yards and four touchdowns. He did throw a couple picks, but he just, he looked like a, a good quarterback. I mean, you know, you talk about that, you know, passing the eye test. He passed the eye test. It's like, oh, this kid can play. And then he gets hurt. And now Slovis is back, and I don't know if they're going to make a change. You know, it, it all depends on you know what is Slovis doing. But so it could be one of those things where he can't move up this year because he doesn't get enough time. But next year, I mean, he's you know he's definitely you know the guy you know the the first guy out of my top ten I thought of was, was Jackson Dart from USC. Same that, for you. Yeah, I was, I was I was right where I was at. That was why I was asking the question. I was going to see if we were on the same page there. All right, I, I love that. So just to recap, uh, Matt's top 10, Bryce Young, Sam Howell, Matt Corral, Malik Willis, all you know, tier one, tier two guys right there. Then Carson Strong, Caleb Williams, Spencer Rattled, I mean Rattler, CJ Stroud, Kenny Pickett, and DJ Uyunglele. And my top 10, the, the top, top three guys are really similar, Sam Howell, Matt Corral, and Bryce Young. Then Carson Strong, Spencer Rattler, Malik Willis, Quinn Ewers, and DJ Uangalele, Caleb Williams, and CJ Stroud rounding it off. And we both had Jackson Dart just sitting there ready to be added to the list soon enough. That is the end of our show. It's been great to be back. We will, of course, try to come back on a more regular basis now that things are whatever normal is, but the new normal for us. <laughs> Remind everyone again, you know, Matt, where they can find all your stuff and, you know, just everything you're working on in your spare time. My spare time. The the little spare time that I have, <laughs> you guys can find me on Twitter again at Devi Matt. Um, I rank and write over at Dynasty Nerds. Um, I do this podcast. I've got my Patreon at uh, patreon.com forward slash Devi Database. Also, um, look out next week. We're dropping our first episode of the campus visit podcast you can follow us on twitter at campus visit pod um really excited to be part of the debbie marketplace i mean we talk about uh shane and kane um here on on the debbie happy hour all the time i mean just two solid guys so i'm excited to work with them um and as always you guys can feel free to interact on twitter with me um always love to uh check my twitter dms and notifications at you know two and three o'clock in the morning when i'm up because we're we're feeding a baby and i don't get to sleep anymore so i've got more time than ever to connect with you guys so feel free to reach out 
That is awesome. And I'm glad you you mentioned, you know, Shane and Kane again. I think that, you know, something that we, we can talk about in a future podcast more, but the, the number of people that are in the Devi space or the Campus to Canton space, everybody is so welcoming and they, they love the good discussions, but it's a lot of like, we promote each other's work and we, you know, we have good, healthy debates and it's, it's a, it's a fun community to be a part of. And there's a lot of good people out there doing a lot of good work. And I, I love interacting with them, you know, when I can. So be sure to check out all that stuff and especially the, the new podcast. I'm excited for that, Matt. Of course, I'm at skip Newton 31 on Twitter. We're both looking for Devi mailbag articles. So we need you guys to send in questions. Otherwise all of Matt's articles are going to be questions from me and all of my articles are going to be questions from Matt. And I think eventually people are going to catch on to what's going on. So we need some questions from all of you Devi related and we will get them answered. Of course, that is on SI.com, part of NFL Draft Bible. And we cover Devi, Dynasty, NFL Draft, all players positions, Dynasty and Devi rankings as well. So we update those on a regular basis. So check those out. Thank you once again for listening. We're sorry it's been so long, but we are back. It's the old gang back together again. We're loving life, and we will be back on a regular basis. I hope all of you enjoy the week. Hope your Devi and Dynasty teams are doing well. Let us know your questions. Thank you very much for listening, and as always, be a good human. (laughs) 